Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report today on It Is What It Is. We've got Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, talking a little bit about, obviously, K1 Short and his season-ending shoulder surgery, when we can expect Christian McCaffrey back, how he plans to involve Christian when he is ready to come back. Uh, He talks about Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, Teddy Bridgewater, just all the normal stuff that you expect to hear from Matt Rule and also what he is looking to do against the Chicago Bears in this upcoming game. Also, you'll hear from Mike Davis, who is kind of the bell of the ball in the NFL, runs pissed off, and uh, he uses that phrase, pissed off, about 10 times in this Zoom teleconference, tries to get a better Madden rating, and it's just overall, I I really enjoyed talking to Mike Davis. I think you're going to enjoy listening to it. And then you'll hear from quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. It's Teddy Time, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. These are all kind of topics that Teddy talks about, and also, of course, what he expects to do this weekend against the Chicago Bears. Uh, if you are looking for other podcasts, if you're saying to yourself, I need more Panther content now that they're three and two, we've got One Day Contract with the great Jason Huber. We've got Quick Blitz. We've got Out of the Black and Blue. All those are available wherever you get your podcasts. Go and seek them out. You can also go to theriotreport.com. They're available there and the Riot Network, all kinds of different places for you to find great podcasts. And if you're in the Charlotte area, be sure to come out on Saturday, support the vote, 11 to 2 Taproom Social for early voting at Bank of America Stadium, uh, powered by the Roaring Riot, Mint City Collective, Jack's Militia, Bring Back the Buzz. All the supporter groups in Charlotte are getting together to encourage voting. If you need more details, go to uh, social media, Roaring Riot, The Riot Report, me, Josh Klein Rules, if you want to follow me on Twitter. I would encourage it. I'm pretty good follow. Anyway, now I'm just rambling and pub- pubbing stuff. Here is Matt Rule. No, I have just a quick uh, statement. I was going to make sure I told everybody about, obviously, Bruce read the injury report. Um, I'm not going to speculate or talk too much about those injuries um, other than just today, but I I did want to let everybody know that uh, KK's KK's, uh, um, injury will require surgery, uh, season-ending surgery, so he will go on IR. So our hearts break for him. Uh, He worked so hard to come back this year. He's such an integral part of this team, and he will continue to be an integral part of this team. But um, unfortunately, he will uh, he will be placed on IR and have to have surgery. All right, let's open up the questions. Let's go to Will Kunkel and then Stephen Franco. Hey, Matt. Will with Fox 46. Just the obvious question with the COVID stuff, just how frustrating and what limitations does that give you guys this week going forward? Um, you know, I don't think any of us have, you know, I think, I think it's such a serious enough topic that I don't think, you know, we, we don't really have time to get frustrated with it. We just have to deal with it and uh, make the most out of, out of it. And a lot of the things that, that, um, we're being asked to do, we were already doing. Um, so it's just to me a matter of adapting. I think that everything that happens, there's always something positive that can come out of it. So we're just trying to make the most of it and, uh, you know, move forward. Coach, I wanted to ask you a question about Mike Davis this week. He's playing the Bears, which was the team he played for before he came here. I don't know if you've experienced players going up against their old teams in any other level, but 
is there an advantage there or is there almost a danger in uh, trying to make sure that a player doesn't get too hyped up when they go against their old team? Yeah, anytime a player gets too excited for a game, they run the risk of um, not following the process that has gotten them to that point. Um, I don't think I, – I, Mike hasn't said anything to me about, you know, you know, being too hyped up for this game. So that's why I sort of always have that steady message about, you know, just same process every week, do the same thing. Um, Mike's playing really well, and he's playing really well because he's practicing well, um, because he's entering the game really focused, and um, I'm excited to see him play another game. So um, I, I would anticipate him being, uh, being the same guy this week that he has been. All right, let's go to Steve Reed and then Phil. <laughs> Hey, Matt, um, certainly sorry to hear about KK. Um, can you tell us, is it the same shoulder that he that, that caused him to miss 14 games last year? And is, is it a rotator cuff issue, the same thing? Can you elaborate? Uh, yeah, it's not the same shoulder. Um, in terms of the specifics of it, I, I don't know if I should say that yet. I don't, I, I don't know if I should or shouldn't. So, but it's, it's not the same shoulder. Hey, Matt. What specifically are the challenges this week with the new protocols in place? Is it like fewer guys in the weight room? You've obviously been meeting virtually before, so that maybe isn't as – just what are the, your biggest challenges this week? Um, you know, the, the amount of guys in the weight room doesn't affect us. You know, uh, speeding up the amount of time in the, in, the, in the locker room, obviously, is just a little bit more challenge for the guys to get showered. Um, you know, eating, eat, eating alone, you know, that's not I – mean, those aren't challenges. Those are just things that we need to do to be safe. I think the biggest thing is just uh, um, wearing masks on the field while we're doing ac activities, obviously something new. And um, that can, you know, that poses, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's different. I had a couple of players say to me today, like, wow, I'm, you know, I, I respect you coaches for having had to do this this whole time. But, um, you know, all those things are minor at the, um, at the, uh, at the expense of safety and um, making sure that, uh, making sure that everyone here is safe. Let's go to Joe Person and then Miles Simmons. Matt, what does defensive tackle rotation look like now? And is that a position where you guys could conceivably look for some help? Deadline? You know, we, I think we felt good about our defensive tackles. You know, Derek um, playing well. Um, Zach Kerr has been playing, has started for us. Um, when we went to LA, those are the two starters. Bravion, FA's been playing inside. Uh, Woodrow Hamilton played against the Raiders and we thought played really well. Um, Bruce Hector is a guy that we've been able to hold on to. So we, we've liked that whole group. So um, I think we'll just be sort of next man up. And, um, um, you know, if we find a guy, you know, for some practice squad depth or something, we, we might do something. But um, but in terms of the guys that we've been practicing and planning for, we've gone in the last couple of games with, um, before this game, with three D tackles up because of FA's uh, versatility. So we'll have that, um, we'll have that, uh, you know, have that flexibility and also having Woodrow. So, um I think we feel good about the guys we have. Hey, Matt, um, to, to turn it to uh, the Bears for just a second, uh, what do you think has made their defense so effective this season so far? Well, it's uh, their third down and red zone uh, production. I think they're three and one in, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Khalil Mack has three and a half sacks. Hicks has three and a half sacks. I mean, they've got, they've got good players in the back end. Um, you know, they've got just good players all around. They have a great scheme. They play fast. They play together. But they're able to win the, the, the crucial downs, the situational downs, the, the, red, the, the red zone and the third down. And that's, to me, that's vital. You know, field goals don't really win games um, until the fourth quarter. And so if you can, 
if you can force the opponent to kick field goals, you always have a chance to stay in the game and win the game. And that's what they've done at a really high level. I mean, they, they've been uh, excellent at winning close games. Uh, it's a credit to their, their team and their team chemistry. And, um, and that's, that to me comes down to third down and, and, and red zone. Let's go to Elena Gutzenberg and then Josh Klein. Matt, I know you said you didn't really want to talk too much about the other injuries, but do you have any update at all on Etor or just to check? Yeah, just what we said today, just that uh, he was out today. Um, and I guess I know now with KK not being there, you know, I, you had talked about wanting to improve the run defense. Has that been an area you're already addressing in practice, and how does it get, get a little harder without KK out there? Well, I mean, KK is a great player, so I don't think you can – um, replace him. You just have to have the next guys be ready to step up. And to me, our, our run game issues have, have been twofold. They've been um, defending the perimeter. Uh, balls have bounced on us, especially the crack tosses this past game. And so um, I know our coaches are, are looking at not just, you know, um, um, playing it better within our defense, but some schematic things. Cause um, you know, that's something that every team will do against us crack toss. They'll run duo and bounce it. So we're, we're looking to change up, um, you know, have different wrinkles off of what we do. But the, the main issue to me is just being really gap sound and, um, and having tremendous gap integrity and uh, getting in our gaps and defending our gaps and not spinning out of our gaps and, and, and just doing uh, silly things. And um, I say that respectfully, just meaning like everybody do their job and we have a chance to play a really good run defense. And um, so, you know, Ronald Pop will try to get it down every, you know, every game, but uh, this past game, too many, too many big runs hurt us. And um um, we have to correct that. So that those are the things that, uh, you know, both in terms of us just being really disciplined. Um, and then secondly, just, just making sure that we have everything schematically, um, some wrinkles, you know, so that as teams come out and they're running crack toss, they're bouncing plays that we, you know, we have answers. Uh, Matt, I know that Christian was eligible to come off and you said he was going to have some, some tests done. I was wondering if you had heard anything about him. And in addition to that, just does the, I think this is kind of an obvious question, but does the play of Mike Davis make it that much easier to allow Christian to stay on the sidelines for maybe even longer than he might uh, had Mike Davis not playing so well? I, I can't wait to get uh, Christian back, um, no matter if we have, you know, Mike or whoever else playing. And to me, you know, uh, you know, you never want to apologize for having great players. And Mike's playing like a great player right now. I'm excited about what he's doing and, and it just gives us all, all the more options. That being said, you know, when, as soon as Christian's able to uh, get out there, I'll, I'm fired up for that too. So, yeah, he, he won't he, he, you know, he won't be uh, activated as of right now. Um, you know, he's still working to get back. And as, as soon as we can get him back, we'll get him back. But, um, um, you know, I didn't want to hire an offensive staff that just said, hey, here's, here's our offense. You know, I wanted to hire an offensive staff that could, could figure out how to move the ball score points, but most importantly, win games with, you know, different subsets of people. And um, we can, we know, we can play with three tailbacks. We can play with, you know, four receivers, five receivers. I, you know, we have the, we have the coaches and the players to do it. So we'd love to get them back as soon as possible. All right, let's go to David Newton and then Stacy Dales. Hey Matt, I know it's been a crazy day for you. Um, if you can, if you can say who will start it uh, opposite, um, Derrick Brown at the other tackle spot, and what does it mean, this guy, as far as not going in pads today, which has normally been a, a padded Wednesday? 
Yeah, um, I decided not to go in pads today just because I didn't want guys having to wear a mask under a helmet. Um, that seems really hard for me. Now, they, they did have have a shield option, which I think um, as we move forward, but it just seemed like a lot in, in one day, right? You know, get them here, um, have them do all this new stuff and go out and be really physical. Uh, we, we practice really physically uh, when we go in pads. So I just flipped the days. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably go out there tomorrow in pads and, and get our physical work in. Um, I wanted today to be about – uh, their safety, they're getting used to the mask, um, that, them, you know, them just, just handling this next step and this next step in the protocol. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I told, I told the player that, you know, whether they love me or hate me, I want them to always know that their health comes first, you know, within our, within our way of doing things. So we figured today was a good day to go out there and fly around and, and get a bunch of reps, um, get used to having a mask on and then tomorrow, you know, do more of the physical work. So not a big deal to me to, to, to switch the days. Not, not really that big at all. And, um, you know, I would anticipate it being Zach Kerr. Uh, um, you know, that's who we started against uh, the Chargers um, leading up to this. And so Zach's, Zach, Zach's played at a, a good level for us, a high level for us. So if, if, uh, if, if we played today, that's who we play. Coach, I'm curious. Um, it's easy to fall in love with Teddy, right? W what's special about coaching him? And, and then specifically within your offense, I mean, every coach I talk to, he gets the ball out so quickly. Why has he been particularly efficient with what you've done? Um, I think, I think we have, you know, I think Joe has good play design and um, our receivers are really fast and they get open quickly. So, you know, we're getting the ball out. Um, you know, we came into the last game saying we hadn't been very good on first down. So, you know, we went into the last game, you know, saying let's get the ball out uh, on first down. Let's let our guys catch and run. And we were 70% efficient on first down, which is, you know, staggering. I don't think I've ever had a game like that before. So uh, Teddy knows where to go with the ball, which I think allows him to get the ball out faster sometimes. Um, he's so smart. He has tremendous expectation and understanding of, of what we're trying to do. And the best quality I'd say about him is he's, he's like a coach on the field. He knows the offense. Um, he, he has tremendous input and stake into it. Um, and then at the same time, he um, coaches the, the players. And so he's, he's an extension of us while we're out there. So um, um, he's coaching the receivers, coaching the, uh, the tight ends, coaching the backs in terms of, hey, this is what we want. And um, so everyone's on the same page on offense, which I think is really good. And uh, the ball's getting out quickly because – um, he's getting us in the right play and taking advantage of what's there. And that, that lets our athletes um, go make plays. All right, let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Will Kunkel. Hey, Matt. Hope you're doing well. I just wanted to see if I get like a, something small clarified. Do you know in what quarter KK hurt his shoulder and how he did it? Uh, it, uh, it would be the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, um, it, he, he hit the quarterback and, and hurt his shoulder was, was, was what he said to me. Thank you. Hey, Matt, uh, just one quick clarification question and then a, a bigger question. Have you heard anything from the NFL about, God forbid, something does happen, what schedule contingency plans there will be? No, I haven't heard anything like that, no. Okay. And uh, Richard Sherman was on something today, I can't remember what it was, but said that, it's easier to plan for the Panthers when they don't have Christian McCaffrey, or it's tougher, excuse me, when you don't have Christian McCaffrey because you don't know where the ball's going, whereas when Christian's on the field, you can plan around it. You know if he's a decoy or not. Is there any merit to that? Do you think about that? Is cognizant of something like that? Um, I, I don't think about that. Um, you know, I mean, we only had two games with Christian, so, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people might, you know, might be talking about in previous years as well. We, we had two great games with Christian. 
Um, he's a focal point of our offense, as is uh, Robbie, as is Curtis, as is DJ. Um, so um, I think all our offense and, and our personnel is evolving each and every week. And each and every week, we're you know we're trying to trying to take advantage of how people are playing us. And and um, you know we're very um, we're very adaptable on game day, which I like. So, um, but I, I don't I don't dismiss that. That's that's a great player's opinion. I just you know from from our perspective, we're you know we're we don't try to feed it to any one guy. We try to take advantage of what's there. Right, let's go to Joe Person and then Steve Reed. Matt had I have two clarifications. Did KK injure this shoulder earlier this season? Also, no, no. Okay, and then. Um, Talking about the mask and the shield, is that just for practice? Is it your understanding you'll they won't have to wear that Sunday? Those as of right now, it's either the mask or the shield for physical activity, and that's just while we're through that protocol. Uh, I believe that's that's a five day protocol pending uh, anything else, um, which would put us through Saturday. So as of right now, I'm anticipating us not wearing it in the game. But um, you know, I'm always one of those guys who also tells everybody like, hey. Uh, um, you know, be prepared for, for anything. But, yeah, as of right now, I, I have not been told that. Hey, Matt, quick clarification, too. Uh, KK, do you know which shoulder it was this year? Because I can't find which shoulder he hurt last year. you know which one he hurt this year? Right or left? I don't have all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Bruce will re bring an injury report okay. and give all you guys right. all these clarifications. For sure. Thanks. Okay. All right, guys, we have time for two more before we wrap it up. Let's go to Josh Klein and then Miles Simmons. Matt, you mentioned Efe uh, Abada as somebody that's playing inside and outside for you. It seems like um, he's been around the quarterback a lot, but hasn't actually like got, gotten to him to to make the uh, to get sacks or or QB hits. Is that something that you can kind of like that you can work on in practice? Is closing and, and kind of closing the gap between getting close and uh, making the making the play? Yeah, I mean we're all. Always working on that. It's a great question. We're always working on that. I think the biggest thing is um, when you get pressure inside. Now, I mean, there's obviously certain exceptions. When you, when you do a good job of getting pressure inside, typically the quarterback, you know, sees it and gets the ball out. You know, um, sacks have a tendency to come from, you know, the quarterback's blind side or from the outside or from great second effort when they don't see it. You know, most you, you think about the quarterbacks we we faced. We faced a lot of veteran quarterbacks. Um, we face, you know, guys in, in Brady and Matt Ryan who, who get the ball out at an elite level. You know, Kyler, Kyler Murray, who's a dominantly athletic guy. You know, Derek Carr, who, who gets the ball out. So, I mean, you, you faced all of these um, quarterbacks who, 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 you know, when they feel it, they get the ball out. So, I think when you're inside, you know, we're, we're just trying to – we're trying to get sacks, obviously, but we're really trying to get pressures. And, um, you know, getting the hands up, you know, around the quarterback, getting our feet in, in the paint, our feet close to his feet. Um, sent, you know, forcing a lot of quick throws and rush throws is what we're looking for. And uh, the sacks you, usually come when the quarterback has to hold the ball or off the backside edge. Now we're still trying to get pressures, uh, sacks inside. Don't get me wrong. And um, uh, so I think FA is going to get better and better and better as, as is our other uh, inside guys. I mean, he's, you know, he's only, you know, done this for a short amount of time. So we, you know, we're continuing to work with him and everybody else. I mean, we're, uh, we're definitely a work in progress and, and just trying to get a little bit better uh, each day. But uh, that, that closing that you brought up, that's the difference between good and great. And we're always trying to find great. Matt, uh, it seems like Curtis Samuel has been uh, sort of really effective on uh, third downs in the last couple of weeks. What's led to that and, and why has he been so successful there? Because he's uh, just a playmaker. I mean, he's just a tough guy. 
catches the ball, you know, catches the ball inside, scramble drill comes back to the quarterback, catches the ball in traffic, goes up over someone to catch it, uh, catches the ball and takes a hit, runs the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he, he is like – on our team, he is the player that like – and I respect them all, but I have infinite respect for. Like, he does the dirty jobs. He does the odd jobs. DJ catches a ball. He turns up. He blocks. It's a touchdown. Um, he does everything. He's just a, a flat, tough guy and a playmaker. And, um, you know, when, when – like, you know, lots of people have stats, and stats are awesome. But to me, show me who comes through in crucial situations. Show me who comes through in crucial times. Like, you know, when you're losing by 17, you know, 15, the, the other team, you know, the, the other team starts throwing the ball and they get a bunch of stats. But that doesn't matter to me. Tell me who makes big plays in big times. And that, that's what Curtis Samuel is, man. He's got ice in his veins, and he's tough. So he's – you can probably tell that he's he's one of my favorite guys, you know, because when you need a play, he makes a play. Well, I knew Robbie prior to him arriving here, so I didn't really form, you know, an impression or anything, but you know, he's just a guy who works extremely hard. It's all football. He's all about ball. And uh, he attacks each day with the mindset of trying to be the best. So it's good to see him having the success that he's having. Teddy, uh, we just – we heard uh, a couple hours ago or an hour ago that, that KK Short's going to be out for the rest of the season, second straight season that he's um, having season-ending surgery. You've obviously – you've been out for the whole season. You've suffered these kind of injuries. What kind of a mindset is it when you have that that injury and then to suffer something like that again? How how kind of devastating would that be? Um, you know, injuries itself is is tough, and we all are aware that it's part of the game. But um, you know, you never want to see guys go down, especially one of the leaders on this team. So um, you know, KK is a guy who's been battle tested, and you know, it's just another bump in the road to add to his story. So um, you know, hopefully, you know, we're going to continue to just, you know, wish him well with recovery, pray for him, and uh, just still be by his side. All right, let's go to Nick Carboni and then Miles Simmons. Teddy, it looked like you were out there with the Oakley face shield today. Uh, can you tell us what it's like to practice in that? And if you had, it doesn't sound like you guys would have to wear them Sunday. It sounds like that might be done Saturday. But if you had to, is that what you would go with? Uh, yeah, I, I've been practicing with with this, the visor every day. I just take it off on game day. But, um, you know, it's just me just trying to get a feel for it. I really don't like wearing these little masks in practice. Um, so I'd rather just wear the helmet with the, the complete face shield um, just so I can talk better, breathe better. But, um, you know, if we have to wear them, then you know, I'll just wear it, especially just for my own safety. Teddy, uh, it seems like Curtis Samuel has been coming up for you guys really big on third downs. Um, Matt Rule earlier was talking about how good he's been in those situations too. What what have you seen that makes him so effective there? Uh, Curtis, he's just a gamer. And, um, you know, you walk into the huddle, he has that look in his eye, you know, and um, he's a guy who's just hungry. Um, he wants to make a play and you know, he's been coming up big for us on third downs. So, um He's a guy we want to just continue to try to get involved more and not just third downs and just try to find ways to get the ball in his hands because, you know, great things happen. 
All right, let's go to Joe Person and then Stacy Dales. Eddie, wondered when the Saints traded for you uh, and, and then during your time there, did you ever think uh, that you might be, that they might be kind of grooming you to succeed, Drew? Um, I never really thought about that, you know, but I, I've had conversations with Sean Payton, you know, he always talked about the vision that he had for me and um, you know, the vision that he had for me, I'm living it right now. So, um, you know, he just always talked about, you know, trying to get me back to the position where, you know, I have my own team and, you know, I can just be on the center and starting on Sunday. So it's happening right now. You know, I'm very appreciative that I had, you know, uh, that opportunity to spend two years there and, and just grow as a player. Hey, Teddy, and, and you do you have found your own team. Um, I'm curious to know, of all the offenses you've played in, including sort of a version of what you're doing with Sean, what is it about this offense that you love with, with Matt Rule specifically? Um, I really just enjoy the freedom, you know, um, to, to put us in, you know, positions to have success. Um, you know, Joe, you know, he comes up with these great game plans and, you know, if something comes up in a game, you know, he, he allows me the opportunity to, you know, get us in and out of bad plays or, you know, if I feel like the defense may have called a defense that may just, you know, force us into a negative play. Uh, I have the, the ability to to check out of different plays, maybe throw a go route to Robbie or something like that. So uh, just having, you know, that trust from them, you know, uh, that's been huge. All right, let's go to Phil Orban and then Elena Getzenberg. When you have so many dynamic guys, and I'm sure they all want the ball, how, how do you balance, like, I don't want to say keeping everybody happy because obviously everybody's team first, but but – making sure you're getting it to the right guy. Does that, does that make sense? Like not, not necessarily keeping them happy, but, but kind of making sure it's, it's the, it's the right guy each time. I mean, honestly, you know, it's just the system that we're running. Um, you know, I always say each week it could be a different guy. So, you know, one week, you know, Robbie might go out there and catch a hundred yards eight passes the next week DJ might go out there and have a hundred yards. So Curtis could do it. You know, one of the tight ends, Mike Davis out of the backfield. So it's just, you know, reassuring the guys that each week, you know, it could be a different guy and not just, you know, getting caught up to what's being said on the outside. You know, the more we could, you know, eliminate, you know, the distractions, I think everyone will continue to be happy. Hey, Teddy, kind of going off those questions slightly, you know, I was, you know, the tight ends just haven't gotten like, lately super involved in the receiving game. Is that something, I know you just said it's a different guy every week and all that, but is that something that like you ever consciously like, oh, I want to get the tight ends more involved or anything like that just because they have, you know, like last week, you know, no, they didn't catch one pass. So is that something you would all think about? I mean, you know, of course you want to reward those guys. They do a great job for us, you know, in the run game. And then when we do call their numbers in the past game, those guys have been making some plays for us. So, you know, eventually you want to reward those guys for their hard work. But um, like I said, each week, you know, it could be a different guy. So, you know, we have a lot more football left. You know, who's to say six weeks from now you might be saying, oh, you're not throwing the ball to the receivers enough. So you never know how this league goes. All right, let's go to Jason Brown and then David Newton. Hey, Teddy, uh, we do appreciate the time every week. Um, I, I just was wondering, I don't know how much you've, 
watched Chicago yet, but if there was one characteristic you would use to describe this year's Bears defense, what would it be? No, it's a, it's a sound defense. Um, those guys, they play well in the red zone. Uh, they're, they're great on third downs, and they're very sound. Um, you don't really see them blowing many assignments. So, um, you know, you just have to, you know, be on point with your game plan from a protection standpoint to route running to run schemes. Um, just want to make sure you put yourself in the right position and not let them, you know, the sound, the soundness of their defense, you know, uh, force you into negative plays. Hey, Danny, sorry, the, uh, your miracle in Miami didn't happen. Um, <laughs> so you got your final set on there. Uh, what's it mean to you when somebody like Matt Rule or anybody says you're one of the smartest quarterbacks they've been around? And is that something you've heard all of your career? Um, you know, it's, it's great to hear, hear that from, you know, your head coach especially. And um, I think, you know, it's something that's followed me throughout my career. But, um, you know, with Coach Rue just continuing to believe in me, you know, that means a lot. You know, he showed that he believed in me from, you know, just bringing me here. So, um, you know, for it to apply to the football field as well, you know, it just means a lot to me. What does it mean to you really like? What does smart mean as far as the quarterback to you? I mean, it's tons of way to answer that. It could be, you know, understanding situational football, uh, protections, uh, decision-making, understanding defenses, just different things. So, um, you know, I don't really know in depth what he meant by that, but um, it just means a lot hearing that from uh, him. All right, we have time for two more. We're going to have to let Teddy go. So let's go to Miles Simmons and then finish with J.B. Ritz. Teddy, you mentioned how good Chicago's been on third down. Does that put a, even more of a premium on getting production on first and second down so you can stay in those third and short, third and manageable situations? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we want to make sure that we're efficient on first and second down, you know, to put ourselves in position to, to be in those third and manageables. But also when we get to third down and manageable, we want to be able to convert, I think, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've gotten to third and manageable and, and haven't really had success. So um, we just want to make sure, of course, we're efficient on first and second down, but also, you know, stand on the field, sustaining drives. Hey, Teddy, thanks for taking out the time. JB Ricks here from Spectrum News One. Uh, I just want to know from, from your perspective, how much easier is it for you to be the leader of this organization in your first year, especially when you're getting the results that, that you guys want when it comes to those wins with the winning streak going on right now? How much more comfortable and easier is it for you to be in the position that you are right now because of those wins? You know, um, honestly, I think what, what's happening is, you know, you have success and, and everyone forgets about the dark days. But it was during those dark days that, you know, you really found out a lot about yourself and about this team. And, you know, yeah, we've won three games in a row, but – you know, prior to that, I could remember, you know, a guy like Shaq calling us up in the middle of practice, you know, and just pissed off, you know, because we were losing, you know. So it's a lot of things that go unseen. And, and when, you know, things don't go well, that's when the true leaders step up. So, um, you know, it's cool that we're winning right now and, you know, everyone's happy. But at the same time, you want to make sure, you know, as a leader, you keep everyone humble and remind them of what it felt like you know, a couple of weeks ago when everyone counted us out and, you know, we were doubting ourselves. So, um, you know, it's a time right now where you just want to continue to just keep guys humble, make sure that, 
you know, they're locked in on a process, committed to their process. I think uh, oftentimes I tell guys all the time when I was a younger football player, you know, I thought I had a process and, you know, after three weeks I got bored with it. I felt like it wasn't as effective. But I just try to reassure to the guys that, man, it's your process that produces the results. So if you stay committed to your process, and, you know, for 16 weeks, 20 weeks, however long, you know, I'm pretty sure you get the results you want. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Uh, Josh, you want to start us off with the first question? Sure. Uh, Mike, it seems like uh, people on the national scale have started to pay attention to uh, what you've been doing over the last three weeks. Um, Have you noticed a difference? Uh, Has your phone been kind of uh, blowing up a little bit more um, since your big game on Sunday? Uh, Yeah, it's been blowing up a a bit more than usual. (laughs) Not going to lie there, but um, I just try to tune it out. I'm trying to let it get to me. Let's go to Steven Toronto and then Jonathan Alexander. Mike, you're playing the Bears this week, which was the team you were on last year before you came to Carolina. Uh, Matt Rule told us that you hadn't said anything about playing your old team this week. Uh, any particular emotions or are you just treating this like another game? I'm just treating it like another game. Like I said, I'm a veteran, so I don't want to go out there and try to do more than what what I do. So I want to just go out there and try to make a, a, you know what I mean, make a play and it ended up being bad. So I'm treating it as a regular week for me. Mike, my, um, hope you're doing well, man. I'm doing good, man. Yeah, good, good. That's good to hear, man. Um, I, I saw you tweeted that you've been checking your Madden rating. <laughs> what is it now? What do you think it should be? Uh, I think it's a 76 now. It was a 75. But um, uh, I was just jo- like I didn't I didn't know that was gonna take it uh, that serious. I was just joking, and uh, it kind of just took off. But um, uh, if anything, man, I shoot boost me up to a seventy eight or eighty, man. I don't I don't really I don't really care. All right, let's go to Phil Orban and then Sharon Thorsland. Hey, Mike. Uh, in in terms of keeping your emotions in check, I guess that you mentioned earlier. You know, you told us on Sunday how angry you are when you run. You run angry. How do you kind of channel those emotions and not let the other emotions maybe that you might have after leaving Chicago get kind of kind of mixed in on Sunday? Um, I just just do me when I'm out there. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a, a bad thing to run pissed off or angry. So I don't, I don't know how that. Uh, you know, can affect me. You know, I'm, I'm going to always do that. But as far as uh, I, I would go, like, the emotions don't try to make the game bigger than what it is. Um, Just, you know, be me. Don't go out there, like I said, and do stupid things or, like, get penalties or, you know what I mean, something like that that affect the team. Just go out there and uh, just do whatever the coach tells me to do. Hey, Mike, Sharon Thorsland here. When you um, look at the Spears defense, obviously you know them well. Uh, what do you see, uh, particularly out of Khalil Mack, what makes him such an outstanding player in their defense in general? Um, they, they, You know, they got a great defense. They always had a great defense. Uh, it isn't just Khalil Mack. Uh, they got uh, a lot of guys uh, up front. Um, you know, you know, they got Eddie Jackson back there. They got Kyle Fuller. Uh, I know a lot of those guys, too, so I, I know what uh, – 
a lot of them are capable of. So it's not that we're just keying on one person. Uh, you know, it's, it's just another team. You know, we just go out there and do what we do. Let's go to Miles Simmons and then Joe Person. Hey, Mike, uh, how big of an adjustment was uh, going into the different protocol today for what you got to do in the facility and for practice? Uh, you know, we just – I don't know how to explain it, but, uh, you know, we're just doing everything, you know, the NFL tells us to do as far as, uh, you know, just making sure that we have our mask on at all times and uh, uh, make sure we're not in, in groups. Uh, we're just – doing whatever, uh, everything they tell us to do. Mike, were you pissed off when the Bears waved you last year? And uh, how come you, how come you don't, they really didn't give you much of a shot? Um, of, of course, I mean, anybody would be, be pissed off uh, when they're cut. I don't, I don't know any other way to, to take it. But um, as far as the opportunities, I, I honestly, I, I can't tell you. Uh, I don't, I don't, know what happened in that department how about practicing in the mask that you have there on, on your chin how was it running around with the mask today uh it wasn't bad uh we just had to make sure we had them on at all time um <laughs> made sure who wasn't out there you know in groups like i said earlier uh it wasn't bad it's just you know, whatever NFL tells us to do, it, it you know what I mean? We do it. You know what I mean? We won't make no excuses over here. All right, let's go to Jason Brown and then Nick Carboni. Hey there, Mike. Um, I, obviously, I know teams really focus on doing what they do best, no matter who the opponent is. And, I, and I'm curious, when you guys you know, talked a few weeks ago about learning about each other and why you play the game, some of the different struggles you've gone through, has that helped, I guess, this team sort of, move forward and, and just be able to really focus is it really seems offensively that you guys are really just doing executing what you guys need to do to be successful uh no matter who you're facing right now yeah i mean i think it's i think is uh i think it's really good that we can go out there and not just you know what i mean not just play for yourself you're out there playing you know for each other and and knowing guys backgrounds and their story i think it helps a lot so i mean it, you see where guys come from um you see the the things it took for them to get to where they are and it makes you want to play for them. So, um, you know, it, it's just those type of little things. Uh, knowing your teammates uh, makes you want to go out there and play for them. And, and you know, it, it just we all just come together. Yeah, because it really seems like that, that chemistry really shows just the way you're executing right now. Is that is that fair? It's fair to say that. Um, know what type of guys we have on the field. We know – and we believe and we trust in each other. That's that's one thing. You know, we we believe that, you know, the guy in front of them is going to do that job. So it makes it easier for me to do my job. Mike, you seem like a pretty good natured guy off the field. So when do you kind of flip that switch to run pissed off, like you said? And I, I know some people, it's like they got to make something up about the guy across from them. Or are, are you one of those guys? Or what is the process of kind of turning into that, Mike Davis? Uh, the process, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just like a switch. Uh, when Sunday comes, man, it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm a different person. I don't know how to explain that, but man, when I'm on the field, it's just like, I just feel like the person in front of me shouldn't be there. So I, I don't know how to, you know, to go with that. It's just, I don't know. I just be wanting to destroy the person that's in front of me.
right, guys, we have time for three more. So let's go to Josh Klein and then Stacy Dales and finish with Steve Reed. Yeah, I mean, just kind of following up on what Nick said, is it like, do you listen to loud music in the locker room beforehand? Like, what's the, like, what what kind of gets you, get gets that, brings that personality out of you? Um, I listen to music where, you know, I listen to a lot of music guys uh, from Atlanta. So I listen to, like, like Lucci and Young Thug and all these guys. I listen to when they first started. And I don't know, for some reason, hearing, like, guys when they talk about like the struggle and um for some reason i relate to it and it just gets me hype <laughs> you don't like attach like an ex-girlfriend's face no 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 man I, I i don't do that uh i just got engaged so man i, I don't i don't even think about any anything else so you know i'm i'm, I'm happy where i'm at <laughs> Mike, Teddy talked a little earlier this week about how people said you were just a power back, right? Um, but we know your versatility. What's it been like showcasing your versatility over these past three weeks, especially? I'm glad you brought Teddy up, man. I got to get Teddy for uh, telling the media that uh, my nickname is Milk Dud. So I got to get him back for that. But um, I mean, it's been great playing with Teddy, man. He's an awesome guy. And um like you said, when I first got when I first got here, I guess people thought I was just a power back. And um, in practice, I guess time came that I could show guys that I could run routes, I can catch. So um, it's, it was just basically all about chemistry. Thanks, Mike. Mike, what's the what's the biggest difference in Mike Davis between 2015 when he came in the league and who you are right now? What what have you learned, and, and what are you better at? Uh, my rookie year, um, my rookie year, when I got drafted, man, I, I thought I made it, uh, legit thought I didn't have to work, you know, as hard anymore. I thought, you know what I mean? Everything would come easy to me. I just relied on talent. I didn't rely on hard work. So my rookie year, I didn't, I didn't study as much. Uh, I didn't train as hard as I could have, you know, like those type of things. Whereas now, you know, I'm taking more, I train harder, um, take care of my body more, um, I listen, um, those type of things, uh, I would say is the difference. All right. Joe, if you have one last one, you can get it in really quick. Yeah, I want Mike to get back at Teddy. What's your nickname for him? I don't know, man. I, I, that's, that is a, that's a great question. I got to find something for him, man. I, I don't know. I might need to talk about his haircut or something, but I, I don't know, but. I got to get Teddy back for calling me milk dad, man. I can't I can't let him get away with that. <laughs>